Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it's the 17th of October, 2023, and thanks for being with us here today. I've got an old friend back with us today, Gary Anderson. Gary is the executive director, the founder, the president, whatever, of a, of a literacy system called All District Reads, and it's alldistrictreads.org. I have it linked here up on the site. And what it is, is you get the whole community involved in reading a book, and it's a way to build a literacy fire, okay, within the community. And he has brought with him Dr. John Gordon. John is the superintendent of Suffolk County, Virginia Public Schools, and they've been using the program, and he's going to give his thoughts about it, et cetera. And also, John is going to tell us about a book he wrote, which I love the title. It's called The Teacher's Lounge. There you go. Okay. It's the real side of educators in your school, the real role of educators in your school. And I love the title. And so I'm looking forward to having John, Dr. John Gordon on, on the show today for a multitude of reasons. And of course, it's always great to have Gary here with us today. You can check everything that's all uh, linked up on the site that you're looking at right now. And uh, also, I want you to know that we're over at ace-ed.org, our home website. That's where we're going to archive this podcast, where we archive all the podcasts. The new issue of our journal, Equity and Access, is up. Everything's free over there. Just go over, click on the uh, cover as you see it, and it'll open up the magazine for you. And there's some great articles in there I think you'll really, really enjoy. Uh, and to share that with whoever you wish. Okay, we're happy to get the information out there all about equity and access. We're the only ones that really focus on this, and we think it is extremely important. And we'll talk about that with uh, Dr. Gordon as well today because, uh, yeah, it's really important. That's all I can say about that. We also have our Excellence in Equity Awards, and we have a new program, the second half of our program. I shouldn't say new program. Coming up, we did the, just did the industry side. Now we're going to do the educator side. That's free for uh, educators. Please go over, check it all out. We Anybody who's doing great things in the world of equity. We want them to be nominated. We want our judges, and we do have judges, and we want the judges to really look at it and offer the awards as faculty, staff, colleagues, administrators, teachers, you name it. Okay, so please check it all out. Again, free at ace-ed.org, and I hope you do that. And without further ado, let me say good morning to Gary. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. You sound, is that morning. you, Gary? There. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, I don't know if Dr. Gordon is here with us. Oh, he's uh, here. We're, yeah. He's. Oh, he's here. Okay. Yeah, so he's that's here. great. Yeah, great, great. I, I don't see. I was saying good morning I, to you. I said good morning. To you. <laughs> uh, I was saying good morning to you first. Let's try again. First of all, let me just make the note. Dr. Gordon is here. Now we'll say good morning, Gary. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. <laughs> great to be here again. It's great to have you back. John, thank are you, you there? Thank you for inviting us back. <laughs> You're worth yes, welcome. Yes, sir. I am here. I am here. <laughs> John, welcome to the Funhouse. <laughs> what can I tell you? Thank, <laughs> thank you. Yes, uh, my pleasure. And I'm, uh, John, Dr. Gordon was going to be with us last time we did a show, and unfortunately couldn't make it. Uh, superintendents do have busy days. Okay, something came up, he couldn't make it. I wanted to make sure we got him on the show. So we're doing this show today, and I'm thrilled you're here, John. Thank you so much. And I'm going to start right there. I want you to brag a bit and tell us about Suffolk County, Virginia schools. What, where is the county? I'm not sure where it is in Virginia. Well, it's actually Suffolk City, uh, Larry. Oh, uh, thank used you. To be, uh, yeah, thank no you. problem. Used to be uh, with, you know, Nassiman County and the city of Suffolk. They actually combined in 1974. So the city of Suffolk is in Tidewater, Virginia. We're about 30 minutes or so west of Virginia Beach. 
uh, the south side. You know, one of those interesting facts is that Suffolk is actually the largest city in Virginia per square miles, right around 432 square miles. So lots wow. of land out here. Um, you know, lots of development is occurring, and our city is growing oh, yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, kind of you're like the Jacksonville of uh, Virginia, the, the, all that area. Okay, huge city yeah. in terms of area. It's, it's a, that's, that's, that's incredible. But what are the schools? Um, I'll say, how many schools are there? And what's the, if I may, the demographics of the uh, community? Yeah, yeah. We have a total of 14,200 and some students. You know, that's changed a that's little a bit every kids. day. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of kids. Uh, 19 comprehensive schools with 11 elementary, five middle, and three high schools. We also have one uh, technical center, the College and Career Academy of Pruden, and one alternative education, uh, Turlington Woods, for our secondary students that sometimes make poor choices and need a second chance. Sure. Our demographics are uh, 56% African-American, 31% Caucasian, 6% Hispanic, and 6% multiracial. It's a lot like where I went to school. I went to school in Philadelphia years ago, and the demographics were not that different, to tell you the truth. Okay? It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. It's a nice diversity there. I, I kind of I like that. Okay? And by the way, I love when you say when you make – for kids who made bad choices – Okay, that's what professional kids do. They make bad choices. So I'm glad you have a system that helps them out, okay, because they really yes, need it. Yes, sir. This is what and we all – we all made stupid mistakes, and I'm glad you're doing that. And now you have, said you have three high schools, John. Which well, Here we go. I love asking this question. Do you have a favorite, John? Dr. Gordon. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. You know, uh, our three high schools, you know, uh, Lakeland High School and Nansen River High School were uh, two of the older high schools. I think they actually opened up, I want to say, 1992. And then Kings Fork High School opened up in 2005. You know, Suffolk's interesting cool. because several of our, our middle schools, John Yates, Forrest Glenn, and John F. Kennedy, for example, they used to be high schools. Uh, so o- over the time, you know, we built additional high schools and kind of uh, moved those buildings down to the middle school level, just mainly yeah. for an upgrading facilities. Yeah, it, it 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 sounds like a terrific district. And uh, you satisfied with things? What are, what what are the challenges right now? And we're going to get into all district reads in a second. What are the challenges right now? Just the big ones. Um, you know, we're still dealing with a little bit of kids still kind of readjusting. Oh, yeah. Back to normal life, you know, post-pandemic. Uh, unfortunately, uh, politics has really made its way into schools across the country, so that creates You're some divisiveness yep. with, 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 you know, some of our adult groups. But it, it's interesting. The divisiveness is more with the adults than it actually is with the kids. Always the kids is. do a really good Always job of, of of getting along, you know. And uh, our, our athletic teams do great jobs. Our uh, Project Lead the Way teams at Lakeland and Nansenman River for our specialty center programs, biomedical and engineering, they've been recognized for the last, I think, eight to nine years for being distinguished schools and distinguished programs. We just started a center for performing and production arts, a customizable uh, specialty center that really focuses on the production side of fine and performing arts. It's probably one of the few in the country. And uh, we just, you know, released a book, in August, July 31st specifically, STEM Century, a partnership that we had with 21st Century Ed, where we really kind of put down our recipe recipe for incorporating STEM into the curriculum. 
Great. Uh, when we released that book, it was a four-time bestseller on Amazon, and we have a, wow. a documentary that's coming out in December. So we're really, really excited about that. Well, wait a minute. Well, don't leave it there. Where's the documentary going to be? That's great. The documentary really it interviews all of the authors and shows some footage of us incorporating STEM into the curriculum. And what was so special about this book, I actually have five, I had five students that wrote chapters in the book. Oh, wow. So I have students that are, that are certified authors, along with teachers, members of the central office staff. You know, we really have a great partnership with 21st Century Ed that allows us to explore artificial intelligence, robotics, and really help to get our kids a early start on some economic and workforce development for some of these jobs that are going unfilled. That is, that is great, Chandler. Sounds like a terrific district. I'm glad I asked you all those questions. And before I go back to Gary, I do have to ask you this. You wrote a book, which I love the title, mm-hmm. The Teacher's Lounge. Mm-hmm. I do love it. I'm an ex-teacher. Okay, The Teacher's Lounge. The real role, <laughs> the real role of, of, of educators in your school. And do you want to just push right. that for a second? Then I'm going to go back to Gary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you know, that book came out about you know a little over, probably about five years ago. And uh, it's kind of semi-autobiography where I actually, when you open the book up, the very first thing you see is a, a report card feedback from my kindergarten teacher and my mother <laughs> and the dialect of, you know, how John seems to play in class and all those types of things. So I really start with my kindergarten years all the way up until I became the chief of schools in Chesterfield, which was the job that I had uh, before I became superintendent here in Suffolk. And it just really talks about some of the trials and tribulations that I went through. At the end of each chapter, there are professional development and learning exercises. When I wrote the book, I kind of designed it to be like a book study for book groups. And each chapter kind of really goes into the different roles, if it's teachers, if it's the student, if it's administrators, central office administrators. I really wanted to give the public some insight into what life is like being an educator in today's exactly. uh, educational field. Mm-hmm. And, and we need that. We need that. And what goes on for real is in the teacher's lounge, I have to tell you. So everybody, you can check that out. I'm, I'm sure it's still, still on Amazon, right? Still there? Yeah, it's definitely still on Amazon. And you can also get it on my website at schoolsthatinspire.com. Oh, thank you. Schoolsthatinspire.com. There you go. Thank you, John. This is all great. You're really something, I got to tell you. I want to go back to Gary. Gary, All District Reads, tell us about it. AllDistrictReads.org. I'm going to, then I'm going to put the two well, things together. Yeah. Yeah. It's an elementary school program, and you can hear about Dr. Gordon. He's a very innovative superintendent, and he really? was the I first noticed. one in I South. Hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so he was the first one in Southampton Roads. In Southampton Roads, we have five major school systems here and to adopt this program. And with this program, you know, all the elementary students read the same book in their home. It's read yeah. aloud to them. And, but we have the first time a community champion. We had two rotary clubs in, in Suffolk yep. that uh, it handed out books, put stickers on them, and they pulled in the community. And so uh, Dr. Gordon said, this is a missing piece of the puzzle. You know, we have great schools, we have great teachers, but we don't have this consistent um, home support. And right. so this home yeah. support, particularly about one book, I don't want to – you hear it from him. He, he took the lead, yeah. and now all four other oh. school systems in Southampton Rose, Virginia Beach, and Chesapeake, they are following his model, and they signed on to our program. So it is really catching. 
Are you there, John? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, really yeah. I didn't know that was a transition to me right there. <laughs> yeah, I was. Well, sorry, you said sorry, the word John. catchy, and then you didn't sorry. say anything. It's really catchy. Okay, well, I was going to – okay, I'm a little bit. So it's catching on in our area. It will ah. be 80,000 students and their families participating at the, uh, in, in the spring of 2024. Right, that's fantastic. And so, that, that, that is just great. And yeah. uh, Okay, now knowing that, okay – Dr. Gordon, John, okay, it's hard, and I think it's brilliant, and, and all this is brilliant, that's why we're doing the show today, to get families involved. Talk about that, how important that is, Dr. Gordon. Yeah, I mean, and, and that was something that we kind of wanted to model because it seems that some of our families, that was one of the downsides or side effects of the pandemic because everyone really kind of got wrapped up in their own things that, that they had going on. So we always know, especially at the elementary level, you always want to incorporate parents going over homework with kids and maybe even reading the kids. We wanted to make sure that the people were kind of setting aside some family reading time. If that was going to be before dinner, after dinner, whatever works for that, you know, that family, but really being able to push the literacy piece. And so one of the things that Gary and I had talked about was really getting kids back to the reading for pleasure piece. And right. when you take a look at the videos that that we're you know we've done, we did two books last year. I just did my recording for our you know our latest book, uh, Ways to Make Sunshine by Renee Watson. I do the first chapter and the last chapter. I really try to make the books come to life. So now when the, the kids in, the, in all of our schools are reading, all eleven of our elementary schools are reading the book together. When I walked into schools and they were getting distributed and the video was up on the screen, the kids are like, oh, my God, he's real. Like, you were just reading to us, you know, you know, things of that nature. And then we really wanted to challenge the parents. Hey, you read too. Have your kids read to you. Just you don't read to them. Have your kids read to, the, to you. So we thought that that would be a great way for some community engagement to reinforce our focus on literacy at the house. I think it's wonderful. And how did the educators at school, by the way, what grades were you doing this in? This is K through five. K five. Okay. So how did mm-hmm. the teachers, mm-hmm. the educators, okay, follow up on all this? Because we want, we want kids to read for pleasure. So you don't want it to be an assignment per se. Okay. But by right. the same token, you do want them to read. Okay. You don't want kids to, or families, I might add, to slough off. Okay, you, you want them to read for pleasure. Okay, how'd you follow up mm-hmm. on all that? So the good thing about it is we had several of our dignitaries within the city that each took chapters. So the teachers would then take these recorded videos of our dignitaries reading chapters because we was releasing a new chapter basically every day, and they would put it up on the screen, on their Promethean boards, on their whiteboards. <laughs> so they used it for some of their own literacy time, and also they could use it for civics to identify, hey, that's your state delegate. Hey, that's your mayor. You know, we want to make it so it's just not only about the book and literacy. I'm always a big believer is why do we have to have one solution or one thing that we're trying to get out of any assignment that we do? So if you see that, that our state delegate Clint Jenkins is up there and uh, <laughs> reading a chapter, who is Clint Jenkins? What area does he represent? How did yep, he get elected? More to you know, it. We would tie some history stuff in, in, into it. Same thing with us high school board members reading as well, as well as our partners that we had in the, uh, in the Rotary Club. So, it, it, it yeah. was great for our kids to not only get free books, you know, thank you for the donations that we had to, to make that happen, but they also got to learn about some of the 
leaders within the city as well. Oh, it's it's uh, it, you ran a good program, I got to tell you. And what book are you reading this year? What is the book this year? Uh, the book is called Ways to Make Sunshine by Renee Watson, and that book actually gets released for our first chapter on October twenty fifth. There you go. Perfect timing. Who picks the books? Gary, is it you? Who picks the books? No, uh, we suggest some books, but uh, Norfolk, as it turns out, Norfolk with their 15,000 students and Suffolk are both doing the same book, Ways to Make Sunshine, and they're starting at about the same uh, time. So uh, they picked that book, and we have certain guidelines. It has to be a chapter book. It has to be about 150 pages. And so, uh, and then, like like Dr. Gordon said, we have an audio book, and they they can take it home and listen to it, and in their home or with their parents or parent, and then follow along in the book. And it's fun. Yeah, that fun. is our biggest word. That is that is our biggest that's, word. That's we want them word. to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's wait, a huge. Wait. Their kids. But, yeah, I, I was going. I was just going to say, you know, reading has to be fun, and that's one of the problems. I'll never forget the suffering, the pure suffering I went through when my tenth grade English teacher assigned us Mill on the Floss, and <laughs> it was like going through, like going through a daily colonoscopy. Okay, and yeah. that ruins. That ruins. Okay, yeah. reading. Okay, you know, it shouldn't be sufferable. Okay, it should be fun, and the way to build it is is. Is, is to really do a job like you're doing. And I think, I think it's just brilliant. I want to talk to you about the equity side of this. And as, I don't know if you heard me say this, John, but we're the American Consortium for Equity in Education. We truly believe in it. We think it's the it, 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 it has to be for all kids. Every kid deserves the right education, okay, that they need an engaged education. And that's going to make a hell of a difference in everything they do and in their future. Just talk about the idea of uh, – Equity and and how 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 all district reads okay work to help kids and and parents and teachers understand that, John. Yeah, so you know as a champion of equity, I'm I'm glad to hear about the consortium and the partnership that you guys have. All district reads is a perfect example of equity because we're giving all kids the exact same resource and material at the exact same time. There's no concern about socioeconomic status. There's no concern about access to the resource itself because we're providing it right there at school. And so if you're serious about equity, it's not just about yeah. giving kids, you know, one thing. It's about giving the kid exactly what they need in order for them to be successful since you're laying the, you know, leveling the playing field. Giving these kids these books, right? Our, our team, yeah. Gary mentioned, our team work with the Suffolk Rotary Club. They work with all district reads for the selection of books. And our team um, for, in our teaching and learning department was very specific about also choosing books that look like the kids that we serve because that's one of those missing pieces that kids a lot of times need to identify, male, female, you know, ethnicity or whatever, with somebody that looks like them. And so when you take a look that's at Cleo so Edison Oliver – you know, and you take a look yeah. at, you know, our, our, our latest book, Cleo Edison Oliver was a Hispanic student. This book here has an African-American young lady on the cover. I mean, these are, are, are things that our team actually thinks about, and it's the same thing when we read L. Ray Jakes' Magic. I mean, it, it's always going to be some creativity side to it. It's going to be a lot of imagination 
which I love, is in all three of the books that, that, that we've chosen. It's a lot of imagination, which helps to spark some interest for the kids, which then gives them a, yeah. a greater excitement about learning. So if you're serious about doing that, you have to be able to provide the resource that you hope will then stimulate the kids to want to do things right. on their own in the future. That's right. And, John, you mentioned something which I did not realize. Were you one of our champions of equity? Did you say that? I'm always a champion of equity. I'm no, always. You are a champion of equity. I'm not one of yours, but I would love to be. Thank you. <laughs> we, have, we, we have, and please do some nominations. We got, our, we got our Excellence in Equity Awards, okay? And you guys are cordially invited to nominate. Uh, that's, that section of it is just starting. And the reason I, you use the phrase that we use all the time, we, we do our awards, our, uh, you know, and we call them cha- champions of equity. So when you use that phrase, I thought, did I miss something here? Okay, but I didn't, but I'd love to include you next year, okay, because you really okay. deserve good. it. Okay, seriously, look it up. It's over at ace-ed.org, and you just you did that, and you are a champ. Regardless of whether we name you one or not, I have nothing to do with that, by the way. They won't even let me know who the judges are, okay? But seriously, okay, we'd love you to nominate and, and go, go ahead and nominate your district, et cetera, et cetera. So check it all out because it's a nice honor. We're proud of what we're doing for equity, and I'm thrilled to hear what you're doing about it. Because it is so important, because I'll tell you, I, I always say this. We're always looking, and John, you can help me here, with, with um, more, more educators of color. Let me say it that way. Okay, we've got enough mm-hmm. problems finding just educators, but we definitely have challenges finding educators of color. And one of the reasons for that, I'm convinced, is that when, when – I'll just use African-American kids. When African-American kids were in school over the past 50 years, there wasn't a lot that they related to. Okay, that was an error, all right? And it made it tougher and tougher for these kids to really get ahead and see a future. If you don't like something, you're not going to go back into it for the rest of your life, hence education, okay? And, you know, the education profession. And so the more we get kids involved and get them related, see engagement in what they're learning by making the learning very relevant to them, the more interested they're going to be Okay, A, in their future, no matter what they choose, but B, there's a good chance they'll come back to something they enjoyed, and that's a profession in education. And God knows we need everybody in education, more and more and more people who in education training. That's my rant for today, John. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you're definitely on to something. And, you know, part of something that I think I've been challenged with is really trying to find ways to make education cool again. Because yeah. you're exactly right. You know, when I yeah. take a look at my mother's generation as, you know, an African-American educator, when she was coming through school in the 60s, many African-Americans were going into education, they were going into medicine, and they wanted to That's be right. lawyers. Those were probably their, their, their top three fields. These days with our current generation, 80% of them want to be entrepreneurs. You know, and, and what can we do to try to fill that gap with not only making sure, ideally, that your school system staff is a direct representation of the demographics of the school division, but also to make sure that we're supporting any of our new educators, especially those of color, so that they want to stay in the field and and they don't leave after three years. So that's been a challenge, and, of course, it's all been, you know, exacerbated with the teacher shortage that occurred because of the pandemic. Absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned it before, the politicalization Okay, it, it, it's terrible. All right, it, it, you got to leave education to the professionals. Okay, it's that simple. Exactly. It doesn't have to be politicized, and you know we're you know what we're going through better than I do. Yeah, I want to talk to you both as we start to wind down here about the um, 
the community champions. And Gary, if I'm going to ask you this, okay, that's a key factor. In, in this case, I believe you would say the Rotary Club was the community champion. Okay, but just talk about yeah. how you enlisted them. Gary, how did you get it going? So, so and how would anybody Rotarian. get it going? Yeah. Yeah. So you go to your Rotary Club. You can check out our website. And uh, they they own the program local, as far as the community. They put stickers on it. We have to raise $11 per child uh, to, to get two free books a year. And it's very important that they get one in the fall and one in the spring because it lights a literacy fire in many houses that don't have a literacy fire by it doing does. this. And that makes all the difference. I'm a retired school psychologist, and basically uh, the students that don't have a literacy fire are so far behind. And this yeah. lights that literacy fire. Obviously. And so we give it free to the school system and the community champions, which they have local grassroots ownership in the community. And that's a huge deal because they know the community. Some of the Rotarians are members for the last 50 years. And then we hope that the school system will fund the program for year three and year four. And we keep doing this. And by the time that child gets to the fifth grade, they've gone through 12 books like this. It takes about a month to go through the books. Like Dr. Gordon said, the the uh, playing field is is more even than ever before. That's what we have found that because these children have a foundation in language and stories that's and right. they can relate to these books. That's right. It's it, it, so it's just, and I, when I want to ask that, when I, uh, John, uh, the, the, the cost swings over to the school district after a while. Okay. So it's up to you, the school district champion, if I may, okay. To convince the school board and the, and the community. Okay. To help finance all this. How how that, how's that working? John. Well, that's the good thing about it. The cost the cost hasn't shifted over to the school division because of our partnerships that we have with Suffolk Rotary, the Suffolk Education Foundation, et cetera. Ah. You know, our business partners are actually picking up the gap for that. But Fantastic. what's happened is because our kids are re- have been reading books like L. Ray Jakes' Magic and Ways to Make Sunshine and Cleo Edison Oliver Playground Millionaire, that yeah, now yeah, our teachers yeah. are, are, are asking <laughs> to purchase other books for their media centers that are in that same series because the kids are now saying, hey, I want to now read the next L. Ray Jake, Jake's book. I want to read the, read the next Will wow. Edison Oliver book. So wow. now these books are now being purchased from our funds that are now in our libraries, our media centers, because the kids have interest in them. So it's a win-win for us. That is a win-win. It it it, it really it really is. Whatever you do, don't buy mill on the floss. Take my word for that. <laughs> okay, please. I still. I uh, by the way, I still owe them the book report. I still owe her the book report. It's been quite a while. I think she's been dead for forty-five years. So just just so you know. Wow. <laughs> it's it's just amazing what you guys are doing is great. Okay, and Gary, let me ask you this. We talk to districts all over the country when we do this. If somebody from North Dakota gets in touch with you, just as an example, North Dakota, or here in Maine, okay, where I am, uh, what happens? What's the next step? Well, we would, uh, I would talk with them, and then we do our training by Zoom. You still have to raise that $11 per yeah, child yeah. in the community to pay for those two books. And and that's every elementary student. Like this week, 
31,000 elementary students in Virginia Beach are kicking off the program. And you, you have to raise that in your community, but we can do training via Zoom. If they're really interested in instituting this program, you know, we have a model, and, and, it's, and it's really Dr. Gordon and Suffolk Schools is our model locally, but it's a, it's a national model, too. Every exactly. time I've done this, every time we've done it, it works. It works because it's a missing piece of the puzzle. And we have great schools, we have great teachers, but we just don't have this consistent home engagement. And That's this, right. because everybody's doing it, everybody does it. Home so engagement for literacy. I'll tell you, home yes. engagement for literacy and equity. It's that simple, okay? And it works, and it yes. works great. And uh, it what can I say? Every time. Every, and that, I love that little statistic. There's not many things we can say 100%, but this one's 100%. Okay? It's, it's really good. Every, All district reads. Yeah, go ahead. No, but we, we, we invest so much in our school system, and this is just the missing piece of the puzzle, just like Dr. Gordon said. And yeah. once you add that, then it starts gelling in many ways, and the community owns it grassroots, and so it's a win-win-win. And uh, Dr. Gordon's right on target. He sure, he sure is, and you're right. We, Dr. Gordon, as a superintendent, as a, with a school board, can control the schools, so to speak. Okay, but you can't control the community, and this gets the community totally engaged, and it's fun. Okay, and it works, yeah. and we can go right yeah. down a list of all the good things it is. John, good to meet you. Thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Gordon. Hey, Larry, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Gary, for inviting me. Sorry that my schedule couldn't uh, make it work last time, but I'm glad to get yeah. the opportunity today. Well, it's a pleasure thank to you. have you here. Thanks, John. Gary, thank you, buddy. Thank you again. It's great You're being welcome. with you, Larry. Thanks. Yeah, how's the colors down there? Are you guys bless. getting any, any fall colors down there at all? It's starting to turn Not a yet. Bit. Not yet. Yeah, we're, <laughs> okay. still, we're still pretty green up here in Maine, believe it or not. Yeah. We're still pretty right. green. So uh, just, just figured I'd ask. It's sure it's a beautiful state to ride around in Virginia. So, you know. Yeah, in the tough. mountains. In the mountains. Yeah. In Blue Ridge. They're a little higher. Yeah. yeah. It changes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Okay. Thank you. Both of you. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, everybody. Bye-bye. Well, I do like this old district reads. It, it's just really good. I got it linked all district reads, one word, dot org. And uh, Dr. Gordon, something, huh? What can I tell you? Suffolk City Schools in Virginia. We'll archive over at ace-ed.org. And on that note, I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>